This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Staying focused on a radio show for three hours with the Masters <laughs> on television in front of me. Good luck. Well, strategery. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about, Dennis I know Cox. exactly what you're talking strategery. about. Strategery. 100% do. All right. We got a lot of things to do. Uh, it is Dennis Cox today. I am Adam Gold. I'm always Adam Gold. That's Dennis Cox. Uh, normally, he's, you're just stuck to the afternoon, guys. Yeah, normally. But I have a wedding to attend to today. Do you? I do. Who? Shout out to my buddy Jared and his wife, Lindsay. Jared and Lindsay. Getting married today here in Raleigh. Well, we should make this show the pregame show for Jared ba- and Lindsay's wedding. Basically is. Their wedding's at four today. Wait a second. Four o'clock on a Friday. I guess it's a good Friday. Yeah, a good so Friday. a lot of people are uh, are uh, observing the holiday today. Yeah, so it's a holiday weekend. Good holiday uh, to those celebrating Good Friday. Good holiday to those celebrating Passover. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of snuck up on me, as holidays tend to. I mean, if there are no gifts to be given, yeah, then the holidays tend to sneak up on me. Mm-hmm. So, we are pretty preoccupied with stuff right now. Like Kane's hockey, oh, yes. the daily oh, stuff, yes. all that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, very preoccupied with Kane's hockey and all of that, uh, and uh, reacting to antibiotics negatively. Oh. Uh, so, if people tune in today wondering, hey, Gold, where was the Kane's Corner podcast last night? It's now up. We it finally went up about I don't know a few minutes ago. Actually, no, it's not up yet because I haven't sent uh, Rusty uh, the like the headline and the abstract for it. Mm-hmm. So I have to do that. Um, yeah, it just this is not happening last night. It was a lot of things that were not happening, like goals last night for the Hurricanes. Dennis, I don't know if you watched the game. I did not. But the uh, the Hurricanes had a power play in the first period, mm-hmm. early in the first period, probably uh, I don't know six minutes in or so. They were buzzing. Carolina was all over the place. Get the power play, and it stunk. Mm. Shockingly, I know people can't imagine that the Hurricanes' power play would be bad, but let me be the bearer of bad news. It was bad. So, uh, they, uh, they had trouble getting the puck in the zone, trouble entering the zone and setting up, and actually, in fact... The uh, the puck came all the way back into the defensive zone, and Nashville ended up with the puck, and they started passing it around a little bit. They probably wasted 15 seconds just passing the puck around uh, to each other, and they sent the puck all the way back into their defensive zone, and they were trying to clear it out of the defensive zone, but Sebastian Ajo intercepted the puck, mm-hmm. and that was the only time the Hurricanes set up. Ajo's in, he intercepts the puck. He's got the puck on the half wall, and they set up. They didn't do anything with it, but at least they set up. Then, of course, the puck went down the other end of the ice. They had to re-enter it again. And toward the end of the power play, I don't know, maybe uh, ooh, a minute or so in, maybe a minute 15 in, the um, bad pass, Nashville goes the other way two on one. one nothing. Predators. Whoops. Shorthanded goal. It was not good. And it, Rod Brindamore did a bench interview right after the second goal was scored by Van, uh, by Vancouver, by Nashville, which was an awful goal to allow. 
sim- just a simple uh, pass in front that went past Freddie Anderson and off his own skate and in. Tragically bad goal. Something, unfortunately, Freddie has been giving up a fair amount of uh, of late. And it's 2 nothing. and then Ryan Callahan does the bench interview with Rod Brindamore, and you can tell because it happens right after they go to the break. So Rod has time to go instruct whatever he has to instruct before they go back to play because the breaks are not that long. So it's a quick interview. It's like 45 seconds, and Callahan goes, what do you think about the way your team's playing even though you give up two goals? Uh, it's like, I feel bad for Callahan. And Rod was like, well, we were good. We were doing pretty well until the power play sucked the life out of us. Mm-hmm. And, well, pretty accurate statement. I still think Carolina was the better team through two periods. They were not the better team in the third period. Nashville was better in the third. But Carolina was better in the first two. They just gave up two goals and scored none. Not good. Not good. Such is life. Such is life. Uh, Hurricanes lead by one point. They do have a game in hand. Hurricanes will be in Buffalo tomorrow, and the Sabres are dangerous. They can score. They put up seven last night in a win over Detroit. And uh, the Devils are just one point back playing at Boston tomorrow. I don't know. What's Boston's motivation other than a win gets them the ties them for the all-time record in wins in a, with wins in a season of 62. Are they motivated by that? I don't know. Boston Bruins pretty, pretty much know everything that's going to happen to them before the playoffs. They have the best record in hockey by a lot. Yep. Home field, home field, home ice advantage, home court home advantage. Court. Home court advantage for... They uh, serve first. They do. Unbelievable. They're the home team. All right. Let's start. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look box at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. All right, let's start with the Masters. Victor Hovland, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, all seven under par had the first round lead. Brooks Kepka on the course at 10 under par uh, is alone in first right now. Rahm, four putted for double bogey on his first hole. I watched that and went, oh, that's not good. And then he hit his uh, drive on two, the long downhill par five, that he overcooked and hit it too far left, but he got away with it. Whether it got deflected off a tree and back out into uh, the fairway, he ended up making birdie on the hole, but he hated the drive. And then he just blistered the course. He was nine under par in his last 17 holes at the Masters on... uh, on, thir- on yesterday's opening round. So that's how he got to seven under. Victor Hovland was the opposite. He got off to a great start. He was seven under through 13, 
and then part his way in, which, frankly, 14, 15, maybe not 16, but 17, those are those are birdie holes. You can make birdies on them, and Hovland just didn't, and that's fine. Seven under par, nobody's going to complain about that. Kepka, I think, played well on the back nine. Kepka was just solid throughout, and he's obviously off to a good start today. Uh, it was not a great day for Tiger Woods. It's the opportune time to get the ball, um, get the round under par, and I didn't do that today. Uh, most of the guys are going low today. This is this was the day to do it. Um, hopefully tomorrow I'll be a little bit better, a little bit sharper, and uh, kind of inch my way through it. I mean, this is going to be a an interesting finish to the tournament with the weather coming in. Uh, if I can just kind of hang in there, um, maybe kind of inch my way back. Uh, hopefully it'll, it'll be you know positive towards the end. Hopefully. Right now, the projected cut looks like it's two over par. The longer they play today, I think that number will go down, meaning one over par, maybe even even. But right now, it's two over. It's a little cooler. It's a little breezier. But it's about, it's going to be 80 degrees this afternoon. So before the rain comes in, and the rain is supposed to come in this afternoon, before the rain comes in, I think there is a good chance that the scores get really good again today. I think Tiger has to be under par to even have a chance of making the cut. I'll be surprised if the cut isn't one over or even par. 44 players broke par yesterday. 44. Half the field in red numbers. So, Rory, Rory McElroy was two over yesterday. No, it was even yesterday. Uh, it was two over early today. He's got no positive energy. The course is made for him. Made for him. But he's got a mental block, and maybe it's opening rounds. He was great last year once he was basically out of it, once Scotty Scheffler had run away. Uh, but whatever. So, uh, weather's supposed to come in today, this afternoon. Like They're, they're expecting th- storms at like 3 o'clock. So we don't know if the late tee times are even going to finish. Uh, And tomorrow, it's supposed to rain heavy all day and be cold. Like, it's supposed to be in the mid to high 40s in the afternoon tomorrow. You think we'll get a Masters Monday? Um, If they don't finish today, which I think there's a chance they won't, there is no question we'll have some golf on Monday. You might have the entire final round on Monday. But... You'll at least have some. I don't know that they could get, let's just say, 50 players. I don't know that they could get 50 players around that course twice on Sunday. And at the very least, it looks like they might have to do that if they want to finish on Sunday. Here's Mark Schlebaugh from ESPN on the weather. I think the conditions today with no wind, warm temperatures, greens had some moisture in them or receptive, guys were able to put up. Seven under, six under. I think there's still, uh, you know, I, I think there's still 20, 30 guys in this thing that could put up, you know, numbers over the weekend. Um, you know, a, a Shane Lowry who's up there. You know, I still think Rory McIlroy who didn't do much of anything today. But you know, it, it's it's going to get ugly on the weekend. There's going to be thunder showers tomorrow night. There's going to be rain all day Saturday with with 12 to 18 mile an hour winds, 25 mile hour gusts. Um, guys that that have excelled in those conditions in the past, Lowry, Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy. You know, I, I think it's it's just going to be a, a survival of the fittest over the weekend. 
I mean, who knows? If it's cool, and Sunday's weather looks like it's actually going to be really nice, but it is cooler. It's around 60 degrees. Right now, I think the winning score based on the weather probably isn't more. Kepka's at 11 under right now. If you could, if you offered Brooks Kepka, would you like to be 11 under when you're, when it's over? I'll bet he says yes. I don't think it's going to get better than that, but depends on what the weather uh, says. All right, let me move on to this real quick. If you look at any NFL mock draft today, you're going to see basically the same thing everywhere. C.J. Stroud to the Panthers at number one overall. Our buddies at CBS, Ryan Wilson, friend of the program. Tom Tom Fornelli, he's been on this show before. Pete Prisco, he doesn't want to come on, but he's still a friend of the program. I've had beers with Pete Pete Prisco. The guys at ESPN, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper Jr., all have Stroud to the Panthers. Not Chris Mortensen. What I'm hearing is that both Mel and Todd are going to have to change their mock drafts. And that Bryce Young is the pick. Yes, Frank Wright, connecting Frank Wright to C.J. Stroud in terms of the prototype of guy that he he's worked with in the past. They all love Bryce Young. I think I'll quote Adam Schefter, who said, this reminds him of when the 49ers moved up all the way to three, intentional to draft Mac Jones, and then changed their mind at the last minute and drafted Trey Lance. And that has not worked out for the 49ers. And I think the Panthers are on Bryce Young at the start and we'll stick with him when it's time to turn in that card. All right, here's why I think Chris Mortensen is right. If you've watched both, and this is not about C.J. Stroud not being good. If you have watched both, Bryce Young is built for, not not physically, his quarterback skills are built for modern-day NFL football. He is brilliant when it all falls apart. Because it's going to fall apart. Patrick Mahomes does some of his best work when it all falls apart. And that's Josh Allen. All the best quarterbacks do work when it all falls apart. Because rarely does it all go according to Hoyle. And that is when Bryce Young really shines. Is it a a worry that he may not last, you know, uh, sure, he might break. But, I mean, big quarterbacks have gotten hurt too. Cam Newton's gotten hurt too. Gotten? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure any of that was good English. But Young is the best quarterback. That's, well, though, in my opinion, Young is the best quarterback, and I've said this before, the only other quarterback I would consider at number one is Anthony Richardson. Bryce Young's the best best player. Take Bryce Young. All right, let me move on to one uh, to this because are you ready for the big game? At the Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of the Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's the Designery at the designery.com uh he is a friend the hurricanes announced their 25th anniversary team uh was it two days ago it was wednesday it's a squad that fans were able to vote for and while there were a couple of surprises i think there were a couple of surprises there 
there were also several no-brainers. Like, my man, the one and only Eric Cole. Congrats, my friend. <laughs> you know, um, I, I hadn't realized that that was, that was a, an announcement that was that was coming out, to be honest. And um, a bunch of, you know, buddies of mine, you know, sent screenshots and congratulatory text messages to me. And I was like, well, I mean, realistically, like it's a, it's a very nice honor and I'll enjoy it for now, right. but it's only, it's only a matter of time that, you know, with the amount of great players and the continued success of our organization that I'm going to be bumped off that list. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it's, I, I mean, I'm, a very nice honor, uh, and I'll, you know, I'm thankful for it. But I think, um, I, I, I think that you know that at some point the days will be numbered for me to be on that list. That's which very, is a good thing. That's very modest. Um, I don't think you're ever coming off off that list unless uh, we produce a whole bunch of Hurricanes Hall of Famers. But um, to me, you're the best power forward that this organization has ever had very kind of you to say um but with with time there will be more and more great players coming through here and with the direction that our organization is headed um you know i hope i hope one day i do get you know booted off that list like because that means we've we've built something here that we're all you know very very proud of when you think about your time with the hurricanes what is the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, I mean, I, I think everyone knows that I thoroughly enjoyed my time playing here as a Hurricane, and you know, it's part of the, the disappointing things that happen in pro sports, whether you, you know, get traded or you sign somewhere else, because it's you know it's the right thing to do for you know, for your family and for your career, like, um, you know, there's just, there, there's moments, there's a lot of moments for me that, you know, I wish I never would have played anywhere else. Like I always knew this was going to be home base for me when I was done playing. So, um, so there's that aspect to it, but, you know, I couldn't be, you know, more thankful for, you know, the belief in me and the opportunity that was given to me you know, by, you know, Mr. Rutherford and Shelton Ferguson and Paul Maurice and, you know, Lavi, you know, Lavi, um, you know, was the coach that came in and just took everybody outside their comfort zone. And then um, when we came back from the 04, 05 lockout, uh, it, was a, it was kind of almost like a new approach a little bit to how he managed you know each player's individual personality as well as you know the collective you know group's personality and uh and goals and how we how we set goals and how we we look at things and how we view things so i'm just super thankful for the experience and obviously this is the place that i you know basically raised my kids and where i continue to live you are, yeah. You're an, you're an all-time hurricane. All right, Eric Cole. 
uh, as a uh, as somebody with emotional investment in this group. How do you assess where they are? Uh, what has maybe impressed you about the way they maybe have still continued to win in spite of player attrition? Yeah, that's, you know, it's such a difficult situation. Um, as an organization, when you have a player with the status of Max Pacioretty that's been out the entire season, and, you know, you're, you almost feel like you probably didn't need to make any movement during, you know, for the trade deadline or leading up to the trade deadline because you knew you had him being inserted into your lineup. So it was like you had a trade like waiting for you, you know, and, uh, and, and, and obviously like I know Max, you know, very well. We were line mates in, in Montreal together. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I feel so bad for him and I, I feel bad for our fans that they don't get to see him right now because, um, I just think he's, he's that great of a player. Um, but to, to lose him and then, you know, then you feel like you, you, you got to try and make a move at the deadline. It's hard to make moves. And, you know, the prices were through the roof and everybody came east. So, right. uh, there was a lot, a lot of tough factors going into the trade deadline in terms of, you know, trying to get a deal done. And then to lose Fetch is obviously, you know, incredibly, you know, disappointing. And, you know, that's one of those things that, man, you, you know, you, you just kind of, you kind of have to shrug your shoulders at it. But, you know, it's out of our control, but it's, you know, having that mentality, well, okay, like it, it's an opportunity for somebody else. And, you know, who, who wants to step up and grab it? Who wants, you know, the extra minutes? Who wants to, you know, play that role or fill that role? And and I think, you know, to the, the organization's credit, we've built that type of depth within the organization that you're, you're able to, you know, sustain, you know, injuries when they happen and things like that. We've shown that you know throughout the last few years really that you know there's plenty of capable players that just aren't here yet but you know we've seen them in glimpses and for the team to just continue to to put points up and win hockey games this time of year that is all that matters that's it nothing final thing what is the key for this team, not just the last few days here, but as we get into the latter part of April and hopefully into May? I think it's going to be, number one, health. Health will be uh, a, a big factor. I think uh, the power play is going to be become a, a really big factor throughout finishing out the regular season and then into the playoffs. And goaltending, uh, you know, I because I've been on hurricane teams where you know maybe we weren't playing all that great or you know didn't uh, didn't have our best stuff, but we had some really great goaltenders come through that that played really well. And I've been on you know a couple playoff teams where it wasn't just one guy, you know, it was 
it was a, a shared responsibility, which is fine. It's because you know what? If you have that, that means you've got good depth of that position. And so you want, you know, the guys that, you know, are going to, you know, ride to, to certain occasions at certain stages and you want them to, to play well and succeed and they give your chance, your, your team a chance to win. Um, but I think that that'll be a, a, a big part of it in, in the playoffs. And the, and the last thing would be matchups, really. Um, you know, obviously it's going to kind of come down to the wire here to see who's going to be playing who. But, I mean, the East is the East is kind of what the West used to be yeah. back in the day where, you know, uh, you know, teams from the East, you just hope that everybody in the West, you know, beat the snot out of everybody on – on their way to the on, on their way to the cup final, so that way, uh, you know they were broken and beaten down, and you know you could you could take a good good run at them. I think that this year that could be said, you know, with the teams coming out of the East. Obviously, Boston had a very historic season. The Rangers loaded up. Tampa Bay's Tampa Bay with the experience that they have. Toronto's just been, you know kind of pecking at the surface for for a few years now. So I think that, you know, coming out of the East is going to be more challenging than it probably ever has before. No question about that. I thank Eric Cole for his time, a great gentleman, and a great hurricane. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.